Welcome to Electropreneur Secrets, the electrician's podcast. I'm your host, Clay Newmeyer, with my esteemed co-host, Joseph, the sales bot, Lucani. We're here to help you master sales, simplify your pricing, and deliver premium level service. And today is no exception. We've got a great little topic for you to help you on that journey to maximize your potential as a premium service provider. Joseph, what are we talking about today? We're talking about a little bit of an unusual one, but I feel like it's definitely relevant for a lot of people. And that is we get a lot of requests or a lot of people asking things like, oh, are you going to X event? Are you going to be speaking at X event? And they're like, just start name dropping things. Like, you're going to this one? Are you going to that one? Are you speaking at this? And the answer has always been a very strong resounding no. <laughs> no right. Are you going not. to the event and why not? Hey, just so you guys know, let me give this just a little preface. We're not going to name drop because this isn't an attempt to throw sand, just so you know. It's just the literal facts behind why you're not going to see us at an event. But it's not about us. This is still about you with real actionable advice mm -hmm. today. It's also about maybe why you should reconsider attending an event yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one of those things where, once again, there's no, there's no intention to dissuade you from going to any particular person's event for any particular reason other than here's the facts of what we've seen from both being speakers as well as also being attendees. I mean, Clay, how many hundreds of thousands at this point have you put into your own personal education? I'm sure some events were included in that. Yeah. At this point, I'm over 200K. And honestly, one of my, my favorite mentors of all time that I got to see live in, in a town I used to live in, Kelowna, BC, uh, Darren Hardy flew out. But amongst others, it was like Omar Johnson, who uh, was the marketing Chief Marketing Officer of Beats by Dre and the billion wow. dollar scale that they saw. That was actually remarkable. I did take notes on that one. And uh, Walter Bond, maybe one of my favorite speakers of all time, ex-NBA player, really relatable, sweats his bag off up there, just works hard from stage. But Darren Hardy, honestly, I love the guy, but it was a letdown. It was a sales mm -hmm. pitch. It was an obvious closer sales pitch. We left early. It got awkward. How about you? Actually, you have a story about speaking at one of these events. Yeah. You got through gonna, that. Yeah. I was going to say, literally, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm not going to name drop anything because I don't want to speak any, any ill on anyone. But it's one of those things where I got a chance to speak my story in a way that was great. And yet, at the same time, realized that it wasn't really my story that was meant to be put out. It was just meant to be something where... You could all learn from other people trying to put their stories for a particular goal that was being achieved. Right. And my goal did not align with that goal. That's true. And, and that's fair to say. And so just to call that out, that goal and the difference and why, why right in the beginning here, why we'll say you're not going to find us there, not at this point. And it's because we're focused on impact, which mm -hmm. is a focus on fulfillment. We're trying to change an industry right now by bringing something new and really bringing to people together to celebrate a cause for service electricians instead of pushing us aside and treating us like the last resort. And that's one of the biggest things is quite often these seminars that people are attending are focused on the big three minus one, it feels like. Yeah, it always has felt that way. I don't know how many master electricians take the stage. And it's it's very rough because I remember I was told when I was going, it was like, wow, we have an actual electrician talking. And I'm like, why should that be such a big deal? Shouldn't we be on the stage on a regular basis? And it's like, no, you're not in HVC, you're not in plumbing, you're not present. You can show up because you'll hear things like, 
this will work for electricians or electricians could take action on this. But all that's really saying is with enough effort on your own end, you could take anyone's information and warp it and twist it and make it something that you can take action on. And is that really the kind of event that electricians want to go to? Not really. And, and honestly, yeah. this reflects exactly on the interview we did of your story where mm -hmm. you were looking around a coaching program that you were attending while building your business and realizing, mm -hmm. wow, the tickets around me are much bigger than mine. Oh, yeah. And That's you're actually... hustling your butt off to get to that level. But electrical is not the same game. Yeah, I, I honestly was chasing a number that didn't really make sense for our industry. I thought that every service, a residential electrician, at a minimum, we needed to hit at least 20000 a week. That's what I was told. So I was doing $5,000 a day in residential calls, thinking that that was the bare minimum and that I'm turning my gears and chasing it. But the only reason why that was is because I was constantly exposed to a trade that wasn't our own. And just to and do the math quick, 20,000 a week times a little over four weeks a month, that's, that's your million dollar year. Yeah, we were consistently hitting over $100,000 a month right. on a very, very consistent basis, just in residential service calls. So going back to this and the point of today, then, should we attend the events? Should you attend the events? There's some scary statistics that we want to flush out here today. So A, right. we've already recognized now that it's not electricians on stage. Mm-hmm. B, we're here doing this five days a week with actionable advice because this is about fulfillment. We didn't actually label what the seminars are about. It's marketing. It's marketing and sales. Everyone come on. Let's sing Kumbaya. Let's talk about how great other people are. And then let's try to sign some contracts in the process. I mean, it's got to come from somewhere, right? I mean, you think about it, the ultimate goal behind these things. And once again, I'm not trying to belittle anyone for doing it because it's a great strategy. You know, you get everyone amped up in a room and feeling that they can believe something. The best time to take action is when the enthusiasm is high. I can't blame you for wanting to pursue that direction. But at the end of the day, it's, can I just jump into the math behind it? Yeah, do it. Jump. The thing is, if you actually look at the numbers that support the average convention, there is, if you take 100% of all the attendees, 100% paid to go, yeah. except for maybe someone who paid for them. So you have 100% saying I'm shelling out 5,000, 6,000, 7,000, 10,000, whatever the ticket amount is, that's 100% of people are willing to shell out. But did you know that 90% of the people that go to almost any event are not the ones that take maximum back from it? 90%. 90%. That's a huge number to focus on, right? So that, is that saying then that only 10% actually take something actionable and make an improvement in their business from that event? So the thing is, is it actually comes by a law of diminishing returns. So let's say you have 100%. I can actually walk you through step by step. So 100% of people join and they paid for the group. So now you have 100% of people in a physical room together and you have a speaker. And let's say this person is the best speaker since Gandhi. He just goes on, just talks and talks and talks and talks. And we're all like, yes, this is something we want to do. We're going to take action. on. This is Friday, right? Now, Saturday comes, Sunday comes, you're traveling, you're at the casino, you're doing something. You've got 48 hours of separation between you and your goal. Now, Monday comes, 
It's a little harder to remember exactly what the person said. It's a little harder to remember exactly what they pumped you up with. It's a little harder to remember the stats behind what they said. But you still are rah-rah and you're going to go for it. Do you know that right there, just that weekend alone, a drastic decrease is going to happen of people who are going to want to take action? Just two days. Did you pay $10,000 for two days of drop? No. So the next thing then is you continue on. You say, all right, assuming you took notes, now you have to be someone who's saying, can I take action on these results? Just because you have notes and you have a path, does that mean that you actually know personally? Is it tailored to you of how you can overcome it? Not often either. So you end up trying to implement something that isn't necessarily quite meant for you, wasn't specifically for us, for damn sure. And then now you're in a situation where what? You have even less people who can do it because more and more time goes by. Within one week, one week, that's all it takes. One week of disaction, action itself drops to only 10% of people who are willing to retain and actually take action on the assignment they were given one week prior. Ouch. Doesn't that, doesn't that blow your mind? Yeah. But it doesn't surprise me either because that is the barrier to success. But unfortunately, the thing's a bit of a smokescreen. And I think we have to also tie in, you know, there's some, let's say, I don't want to say ego to it, but filling the social cup. There's something exciting about going and meeting some of these guys you get to hear on here. Mm -hmm. There's something exciting about saying, hey, I'm going to go in a room full of people that are jazzed up. By the way, the word motivation, did you realize that that actually is inextricably linked to action? The word by definition is influence causing action. So without the action, it's nothing. It's just, you got excited. It was just an emotion. It passed. It's over. Mm -hmm. Nothing you can do with that. So yeah, I mean, not only is that surprising, it's devastating. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, is that at the end of the day, you're right. Like if you go to an event and you say, you know what, I'm going to pay X dollars because I believe in the vision. I believe the story that's being told. And I'm not saying that the stories are not true. I'm not trying to say that to anyone. But what I am implying is that if it's not your story and it's not your path and it wasn't specifically designed for you, it's very possible you can get lost along the way. So the goal is, is that if you're going to go, go to certain events and understand that it's up to you to take action. It is your responsibility to say, what I gain from this is what I put into this. Mm. Are you going to go to the casino the night before? Are you going to stay up the night before? Did you fly all the way across the country to go to an event and be in a room just to be around these people? Or did you do it because you felt that the information you're going to receive justified a big ROI on the investment you put in for the ticket? And that's that just it. Sense? Yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. We justify just the same as our clients buy with emotion. That's what sells seminar tickets to the videos, the music, the names, the faces, all of it, everything we cash in to get that ticket. It's all emotional and it justifies with logic by saying, Hey, I'll get an ROI from this as well. But as mm -hmm. you've just pointed out, only 10% do. Because only 10% are willing to dig in on it. Like, I'm sure you sit down, there's going to be some amazing speakers in general. People don't go to an event unless they've been accomplishing something, right? Yeah. So you get into a room with these high performance people, but is it just the information alone that made them successful? No. 
anyone could hold the, the Encyclopedia Britannica and say, I have all the encyclopedias in the world, I have all the knowledge in the world. But unless you can take action on even a tiny portion of it, you won't even have the opportunity to grasp the world. You can't even grasp your own world. How are you going to master the world of others? It comes down to saying, what am I willing to put into this? And do I truly believe that if I put this 10 grand, this five grand, this two grand, this 1,000, who cares the amount? If I'm going to put this into something, will it give me enough information that I consistently believe is going to bring me more than this on a consistent basis? If the answer is yes, then go and go in bulk, bring more people. But if you don't, then there's other avenues that we can talk about how you can learn. Definitely. So generally speaking, in favor of just having impact, as we said, where we're standing on this, this mm -hmm. topic, and, and quite often you'll find us standing against things. Here's us adding polarity again, standing mm -hmm. against a world that isn't serving electricians currently, not until us and what we've begun here, you're not going to find us there. Mm -hmm. That's just the facts. We can be here with you five days a week at a time that's actually suitable and conducive to action, mm -hmm. right? Otherwise, I mean, going to that seminar is like going to a coaching call while drinking on a Friday night. And how often does that work? <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm sure there's some people who've tried it. You know, it's, it may feel good at the time, but it's not gonna give you lasting impact. Definitely. I feel like it ties into something else too. There's a bit of an exercise we've done before and it's this whole this this um perspective of the three s's and it's something i've actually borrowed from tony robbins before but he says it well and it makes a lot of sense we've got strategy story and state all three are vitally important to our success and our self-management personally and in business but let's talk about that in the context of business for a minute mm -hmm. strategy Going to a seminar can feel like a strategy for an ROI, for growth, mm -hmm. as we've yep. uncovered here, right? Um, having a sales process is a strategy. Having flyers at the door is a strategy to get leads. There's numerous strategies. In fact, if you go to a Google search right now and type in how to increase sales in my small business, you'll get about 4.5 billion results in half a second mm -hmm. and they all work to some degree they're all all requiring your action your action ability is what sets you apart from the next 100%. that's the only thing that produces roi it's not the paper in front of you right joseph sold 1.3 million out of a van from a podcast or not a podcast uh, ipad note section yep with no letterhead no fancy shit like we talked about in the f the price books conversation mm -hmm. and presenting options all the fancy stuff all of that is just glitter mm -hmm. right and glitter and google notes it's <laughs> actually, glitter's oh, actually polluting the planet right so we got to be careful with that stuff mm -hmm. that stuff's just emotional and it's dragging you into this thought that this is the next strategy I need. This is that next shiny thing. This is the squirrel. This is what's going to serve me best now. Next from strategy is story. And we've talked about this before too. I am 
the two most mm -hmm. powerful words in this language because what follows is. 100%. So, so the story you tell yourself, right? So we get jazzed up about these tickets. We buy them. We justify it with logic saying, hey, I'm going to get an ROI. This is my next strategy. Then you say, I am going to this. I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to meet lots of people. I'm going to get all this stuff. But then the booze turns it around. It gets negative. Whatever happens, go ahead, jump in there. I want to say there's one other thing that happens and it's so common for so many small business owners. And I get it. I was there myself too. How many of us don't get a break, right? We don't get breaks at all. We're used right. to running Monday through Saturday, Monday through Sunday. You grind and you grind and you grind and you grind. And you're told, hey, there's a conference you can go to in a fun place with other people that are also having fun. But this is a business conference, but it's also in a fun place. And you can justify it as a business expense. And oh, by the way, it's at the end of the year, so you can write it off. And there's just all these things that you're like, yes, this is what I want to do. And the thing is, is that it's not a break. Don't go because of the location. Don't go because it looks fun. That's the opposite of what you're trying to do. Go because you think it's going to help you. Don't go if you think you're just needing a break. Because if you just needed a break, couldn't you take the same amount of money and go on a nice trip? Yeah. Actually rest. Yeah. There's yeah. no rest happening there for sure. Mm -hmm. and, and the last S was state and the most important. So managing your current state, what am I going to take from this right now? Right? So people get that backwards, flip it upside down, state story, then strategy. And someone who's properly managing their state would take the numbers that we've said today and recognize immediately that that conference might not be worth going to if it's for the reasons that you're using to justify it. Unless you can manage that state throughout. Unless we're actually going to treat this like school and study and learn from these people and try to get more from it. But otherwise, you'd be better off to show up here five days a week, take your coffee break at 10.15 a.m. Pacific or take your lunch break at 1.15 Eastern, noon 15 Central and sit with us for 20 minutes, half an hour, write down the action items we give you and go and do something with it. That might be something that actually pays for a conference for you. Right? I would think that. I stay behind that. Because here's one last thing. And you talk about this a lot. Financial responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things we help with. We try to make sure that you guys aren't losing money faster than you're making it. Mm-hmm. And when that excuse comes up to be a tax write-off to spend five, 10 grand just for yourself to go to Vegas for the weekend and, and brush shoulders with these guys to, to learn. And like you said, gamble and drink and rest. The whole thing really is hogwash. And there is no ROI except for the 10% that, that don't do it like that. But I imagine those are the people that uh, also don't don't rack it up to a ten grand expense either. You're not wrong. It's like the thought of fiscal responsibility isn't just being frugal. Like every one of us said, if you could give me a million dollars, I'd pay a hundred thousand for it right now. Like every single one of us would do that. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the thought of being cheap, but it's the thought of saying, you know what? What can I do? And the thought is, you know what? It's probably saying, hey, is there a Zoom login? Can I listen to this remote? Is this information something that is only deliverable in person? Is this not available anywhere else? 
Isn't that a worthwhile question at the very least to ask? I think so. I think so for sure. So mm -hmm. as an action item, we got to jump into this and finish this one up. We are not trying to dissuade you from professional growth. In fact, I want to challenge you on something with that. Yep. In your fixed expenses, if you go down to the line item, professional development and or training, how much money is there? Is there? How much is budgeted, allocated to that expense this year for you? Because I promise you it's directly proportional to your growth. Mm -hmm. And it's the absolute best benefit that a business owner has is being able to take business dollars, reinvest to see business and personal growth so that you will, I promise you, never be here again. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say here's a bad place, but it is to say, hey, we're going to keep growing every day. 1% better, 1% mm -hmm. better, 1% better. So that's my big action item. The first one, definitely. Mm -hmm. Do you have an all-star in mind or do you want me to keep going? Yeah. I was going to say, I've got something off the top of my mind. Just what I want to say, but we can always work on it together. Sure. And it's the thought of saying, you don't have to be surrounded by people, but you do need to be surrounded by information. A man who just sits alone in the room won't gain anything unless he's surrounded with the ideas of others. So if you're going to be alone, What's stopping you from being going to a library or just going online and figuring out what you can do? What information is accessible to you? There are a lot of trainers out there. A lot of them have information. You don't need to physically go in person to learn the events. That's my first thought. For sure. And again, tying that right back to action. That's why we present action items every mm -hmm. day. So how can yeah. we make the most of this? So the all-star action is really the intention behind it. Because I'm not going to say don't go. But if you go, there has to be an, an intentional gain that you're trying to put across. So literally, you might laugh at this, Clay, but I don't like to party. I don't like to go out in the evenings and whatnot. The thought of being home by 9, 30, 10 o'clock sounds great to me. So the thing is, is that if you're going to an event and it happens to fall on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, my goal is to assume that it's actually Monday and you've got a 5 a.m. call the following day. That is the perspective if you're going to be an all-star is to say, you know what? Yeah, I'm not home right now. I don't have to worry about waking up for the kids. I don't have to worry about waking up for work. But I want you to wake up as if you had to anyway. Because if you have to wake up the following day, early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's Benjamin Franklin. The guy knew what he was talking about. Always make sure that you're focused the night before and you're willing to say, after the knowledge is done, this is just a work day, no different than the others. And I'm going to go to sleep at the end of it, or I'm going to take actionable action on it at the end of the day. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I love that. I do. And like I said, guys, and began to say with the, the uh, first action, having that number figured out, budget for it, actually do some real logical calculations of who's offering what ROI. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Right. For example, in all of our pricing structures for everything we do in our programs, everything is reasonably priced at a 10 X or one tenth ROI intention. Mm -hmm. Our lowest program and our mid program have the same intention behind it. If we don't have that site set on a 10 X ROI. Right. Point. Like what's the point, right? What's the point? We want people to win. So now let's take the inverse of that and everything we talked about today and say, 
10% of people saw NROI, not 10x, a tenth of the people saw NROI from a seminar mm -hmm. on average statistically. That's not enough. It's not enough. So as you guys take these actions, as you follow along with us, feel free to reach out with your wins, guys. We can't wait to put you on our win wall. Get your name up there. This has been another episode of Lechpreneur Secrets, the Electrician's Podcast. I'm Clay Newmeyer. It's my best friend right here, Joseph Lucani. And we're here helping you guys master sales, simplify pricing, and deliver premium level service. We'll catch you next time.